Broadcasting from the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado, it's time for Kick Set with USA Swimming, bringing you interviews with athletes, coaches, and experts from age group swimming to the national and Olympic teams. Hello, and welcome to Kick Set. Kick Set is the official podcast of USA Swimming and your destination for what goes on behind the blocks. I am your host for today, Dan McCarthy. If you go to the website, usaswimming.org, and search Kickset, you'll find all of our episodes there. The last three episodes that we recorded and put up are really quite good. Uh, we did an interview with Tim Hinchy, the CEO of USA Swimming, Arthur Albiero, the head coach of Louisville, and Chuck Batchelor, the head coach of Bluefish. Chuck's went up last month, and that was fun. We talked about Elizabeth Beisel, uh, all the times our paths have crossed throughout the years, and Chuck's and my interest in food. Uh, Arthur's podcast was about his journey and his evolution as a coach and what it was like for he and his staff to bring Louisville from a, a program that was almost cut to one of the top programs in the NCAA. Tim's was really insightful. As I said, we recorded these at nationals this past summer so we talked a lot about the event and about fans and fandom and other sports and uh as you listen you hear uh about tim's experience in the business of sport and it, his vision for what's going to happen in usa swimming and what did happen now knowing some of the things that have come to pass since we did the interview in july so it's it's really insightful and if you're interested in sports business or the uh, the sport of USA Swimming and the business of USA Swimming, I, I highly recommend that podcast. While you're at the site, be sure to visit the link for the USA Swimming Winter Nationals coming up in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, it's on the front page. You might have to scroll down a little bit, but click on that link if you're going. All the information that you'll need for hotels, tickets, start times, parking, everything is there. If you're not going, you also... Uh, and you want to watch, this is going to be your destination to find out times for television and any streaming information that we're going to provide, including information for the very popular underwater camera. So if that's coming back for the Winter Nationals, you'll find that link there as well. USA Swimming has some wonderful video productions now. You are used to going to the USA Swimming website for forms, to search for times, information about upcoming competitions, maybe a short article or two. But we have a production company now. If you go to the top menu bar, uh, click on news, and then navigate over to USA Swimming Productions, you'll find all of the, uh, the video that we have put up. Uh, there's a really, really a fine piece on mental health up there. Lots of interviews with coaches and athletes from the competitions in the past year, and maybe even some highlights from Golden Goggles. So make sure you visit there as well. Okay, today's podcast, our guest is Matt DiLorenzo, the CEO of Tier Sport. Tier is one of the most competitive aquatic sports outfitters in the world. They are also one of our important partners. Uh, Tier is the official sponsor of the Pro Swim Series. Tier also has relationships and partnerships with USA Water Polo, the European Swim League, and the Ironman Triathlon Series. 
Matt and I get a chance to talk about a number of things, but what stands out is really the family atmosphere that surrounds Tier Sport. Literally, it's a family-owned company, and in their relationship with the athletes. Uh, while we're talking about the athletes, we get a chance to talk about social media and its impact on promoting sport and products and the relationship that a company has with its athletes and their use of social media. Um, of course, the launch of their new suit, the Venzo, and Matt gets a chance to answer the question, why does the Pope have a tier swim cap? Matt, I want to start just so the, the listeners of our podcast can get a little background. Uh, I'm assuming you were born and raised in Southern California? Um, I was not. I was okay. uh, raised in uh, Long Island, New York. Actually. Oh, okay. Um, the, the company is located in Southern California. Yeah, the company is located and was started in uh, Huntington Beach, California. So, and okay. that's currently located for part of us are currently located. All right. Uh, you and your family and your family's company have had a lifelong intertwined relationship with aquatic sports. Is that a fair general statement? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, Tier was started in uh, 1985 by my father and former Olympian uh, Steve Furness. So um, it's I've been a part of uh, aquatics for my entire life. So, yeah, I'd say it's a very fair statement. And along the way, water polo, uh, triathlon, the other aquatic sports, was that something that uh, Tier picked up along the way? Or was that did they come into the into the Tier aquatic family pretty quickly? Uh, they came into the aquatic family pretty quickly. I think uh, over the last decade, we've certainly uh, ramped up our participation in those sports. But uh, looking back, even in the early days, Tier was always a part of triathlon, making um, tri kits and, and bags for triathlon. And uh, same thing with water polo. There was always unique product for for that market as well. So we've been part of uh, all of the aquatic disciplines uh, for over 30 years. Okay. So I always check in with my guests because, you know, we're involved in sports. Most of us are lifelong sports fans. And knowing that you're from Long Island, I have a crucial question. Mets or Yankees? I'm a Mets fan. So. Mets. All right. Giants or Jets? Jets. Okay. Here's the big one. Knicks or Nets? Uh, it's it's got to be Knicks. Okay. Excellent. All right. Excellent. Okay, so I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's a tough. It's a tough group of teams to root for, actually. So <laughs> it's really it's not easy some days. So, uh, so this makes the, the 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 what I was looking for a little bit easier. I was wondering how you ended up in Villanova, but that's really not that far from Long Island. No, um, it's pretty close to Long Island. Um, Philadelphia is a great city. Uh, it was close to home. A great business school, which was what I wanted to focus on, um, and uh, a great basketball team. So had uh, had a lot of things that I was I was going for. Yeah, national champs. Yeah, we weren't national champs uh, when I was there. Um, when we when I was there, we were happy to just make the tournament. And uh, what uh, Jay Wright's done with the program is absolutely amazing. So, um, did you go to the Final Four last year? I did not. No. Okay. Um, just because I have you here, I want to ask you about Dante DiVincenzo. Okay. He's a pretty good player. Uh, I would say he's overshadowed a little bit last year and the year before by Bridges, Brunson, Spellman. And then he has this 
out of his mind game in the championship game against Michigan, um, basically wins the game for the team, and he's named the most outstanding player. In your business and whenever you're looking at athletes and you build so many awesome professional relationship with athletes, how did that game change his life as a uh, – for businesses that are looking for him as a sponsor? Um, it's an interesting question. It, I, I mean, having an outstanding performance like that obviously is life-changing, especially um, at a big moment. I mean, you know, he, he showed up to play uh, at the highest level um, when the whole nation was watching him. So, you know, obviously he wasn't the most consistent player throughout the year, but when it came time to really perform, he shined. So, you know, he, he definitely upped his value. Hence why he went, went yeah. to draft and was drafted by the Bucks. So, you know, he, I mean, I would have liked for him to stay a little bit longer uh, selfishly, but <laughs> he, you know, he, he struck while the iron was hot. So yeah, I mean, when, you know, when you're kind of, uh, you know, more of a team player and you have one of those outstanding games in the championship. I mean, you know, you're a legend and he'll always be a legend, um, you know, at, at Nova. So I think, uh, I think playing at, uh, playing at the, at the right time, playing big at the right time is, is crucial. Um, and for us, I mean, that's, it's no different in swimming. I mean, people can have oh, so, so seasons and then, you know, come nationals, they, you know, break out and, and that can be all that's needed to kind of elevate you to the next, next, uh, next tier of performance. Right. Um, now, whenever, you know, he basically flew under the radar, everybody gets to know him and he had some unfortunate social media posts in his background. But the question I have for you is, do you think moving forward that, that's something that we're just going to become accustomed to is the, you know, the unmasking of unfortunate social media pasts for athletes, or do you think our athletes are going to get better at this at a younger and younger age? So there aren't any unfortunate social media posts. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's uh, hard to say. I mean, his posts uh, were, you know, weren't, weren't really the best, but at the time, I mean, he wasn't, I, I don't think he thought he would ever be, um, you know, at, uh, scrutinized at such a, a high level. I think that athletes are going to get better at it, but at the same time, you know, athletes are so scrutinized that you might get um, kind of a unauthentic feel or a, a disingenuine feel as everything becomes so scripted. I mean, the, the amount that we are able to look into an athlete's life is unlike anything with social media. I mean, we literally know what they're having for breakfast, how their training session went that day. We can ask them questions. It's pretty crazy. So, you know, I think that when you have, I think it's bound to happen that, that athletes are going to slip up when, mm -hmm. when they're communicating with their fan base so much now. Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent point. And to me, it's always amazing Whenever you look at a, a career like, like say, LeBron James, who essentially has lived his professional career in the social media bubble and has had no missteps or nothing significant. I mean, the worst thing he ever did was the, the decision, which whenever you look at other decisions athletes has made, it's it's certainly not awful. No, I mean, Le LeBron James has done a, a, a great job of um... – keeping his reputation super high. But I think that he knew uh, 
that he was going to be under the microscope. Um, and he was even when he was in high school. So I think he was almost groomed to understand, you know, that every decision he makes and everything that he puts out there is going to be analyzed and reanalyzed and talked about it. So, oh, so you know, I think he's he was just more prepared than um, someone who kind of has this amazing performance and is all of a sudden thrown into the spotlight. Um, you know, being a athlete in this time isn't as easy as I think people think. No, I agree. Uh, so whenever you enter a partnership with an athlete, um, is there, do you guys, does tier help them through the social media aspect or do you ask them if they need help? How does that work? Uh, we certainly talk about it in, in the beginning, but a lot of these athletes have agents and a lot of them, I think already, I think now they're becoming more accustomed to understanding uh, kind of what, uh, what the expectations are. Um, we certainly run through with them, but their social media pages are their own and they're building their own brands. So, um, you know, obviously we don't want them doing anything that would be detrimental to the, the tier brand or detrimental to their own brand or just detrimental to themselves personally. So, you know, sure, you sure. have to be careful about what you want to put out there. And, and that's for them to, you know, the athletes to decide how personal they want to be. And some people are much more personal and, and give you a real, like, in-depth look to, to what they have going on and some people kind of just play closer to the vest neither is is right or wrong um but yeah we certainly you know we go over it somewhat but but those pages are their their own pages so in addition to being the title sponsor for the pro swim series tier also has some professional relationships with some of our biggest names katie ledecky simone manuel kelsey dahlia Leah Smith, just to name a few. And I'm always struck whenever I read his name. You guys have been with Matt Grievers for a long time. A long time, yeah. Almost 11 years, I think. I think wow. so. Yeah. Yeah, Matt's one of the of the good guys in the sport for sure. Yeah, Matt's a, Matt's a great guy, a great ambassador to the brand. He's been with us for for my entire career here um yeah so I mean, it's uh i mean he's still swimming fast it, it you know he's still performing at a high level so there's um he's defying uh kind of age at this point so it's pretty remarkable so th but that per portfolio also has uh the european swim league and i think more than 50 colleges how i mean yeah. that portfolio how hard has that been to build up um, you know, it starts with having, you know, great product. And, and I think that, um, we've been executing on delivering great product, uh, for a long time. And now we're starting to really, um, see, see some momentum build, but the, the portfolio has, has been growing organically over time. And, and, um, hopefully our reputation has been getting better at delivering high performance product and that's translating into more people wanting to join the tier family. And one of the ones I, I set aside separately was the Ironman triathlon, which was, I think that was more of an interest to me years ago because the training for it is so un, unusual. And I've, I've kind of gotten away from the whole triathlon scene, but if somebody disappeared from triathlon and came back 10 years later now, what would be the biggest difference they would notice? Um, it's hard. It, that'd be hard to say. I mean, it's it's a very 
there's a lot of similarities. I mean, the participation has, has grown um, quite a bit. So triathlon, triathlon is very similar, I think, to how it's been. I mean, you have a, a, a great sport where you have age groupers and the pros competing together. Uh, it, it bolsters the communities in, in which uh, the races go off, especially Ironman. I mean, it, it really transforms uh, the, the, the town when the event comes through. Um, it's just gotten it's just gotten larger, more cities, more events, and, and more participation. I mean, the training is is pretty intense to be a triathlete. Sure, so. so it's uh it's not it's not easy to have participation um, growing there. But yeah, that's uh it's been a a part of the brand for some time, and we especially focus on the the swim product because we are you know our heritage and our origin is in swimming. So um, you know. Yeah, it's it's uh it it's just larger on a, on a bigger scale. One of the things I was struck by going through your Instagram feed was the uh, the Pope swim cap. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there a background there? Um, well, we were at the this meet uh, in Rome um, called the Setacote, which is a, a beautiful meet, um, and we were there because we were affiliated with Len, and um, there was an opportunity to um meet the pope which we we did before the meet um with all of the athletes that were participating in the meet and some other sponsors and uh we sponsored the british uh, swimming federation and um they had decided that they wanted to present the pope with a uh, british swimming cap and um tear happened to be on the cap and it was a great photo op and yeah it was <laughs> So the tear, the tear, the Pope was honored to take the the cap, which was wild, and, and I was taken aback. But it was a it was a, a great um, great opportunity. Yeah, it, it makes for a very good picture. If people get a chance to check your Instagram feed, I, I recommend it. Yeah. So uh, really, recently you guys unveiled your latest tech suit in Laguna Beach, the Venzo. Yes. And in researching this, it's it's kind of obvious to me that you really worked with the athletes to design the suit. Yeah, the athletes are part of everything that we design, um, not just the tech suit, but um, especially the tech suit. Um, we've been working with our entire athlete team, our, our collegiate team uh, to to bring out the what we think is, is the highest level of technology, but everything is validated uh, from the athlete. They, you know, all of our athletes work um, at length on this product, so they saw the the original uh, product at its inception, and then helped us uh, really refine it and make some major changes, and then bring out what we currently have now in the Venza. Okay, so I hear that a lot from pro athletes. You know, when they come out, you know, that they design their own shoes and and that sort of thing. What does it mean for the suit design whenever an athlete gives their input? Is it um, the appearance of the suit, or is it the technicality of it? So it uh, it's not the aesthetics; it it's the technical features for the okay. vent. So, um, you know, we have a we have a great suit in the Evictor, um, but we wanted to kind of take that to the next level. Um, so you know, our athletes had said that well, the Evictor was. Great, you know they would maybe have liked a suit with some more compression, more snap. Um, so we started to work on those ideas and and refine that. We wanted to improve on the 
strap to make it more comfortable uh, if you're swimming longer distances. So, um, you know, we kind of, we built on our previous suits and, and we kept refining that until we got to, to this product, but it's, it's all about the, the technology in the suit. That's what the athletes are validating. I mean, they obviously have their input on the appearance as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it's going to look like, but it's not just a, Hey, what colors would you guys want to see? Or, you know, should we put this or that, uh, you know, on the front? It's not just uh, for the facade. It's, <clears throat> it's for what goes into the performance of the suit. Yeah, and I'm not making light here, but the suit wars are are serious business. There's, you know, X number of high-profile athletes. There's a number of companies out there manufacturing suits. So what makes the the Benzo different? Um, So this this suit we worked on uh, reducing drag from a microscopic level. We started with the, the fibers. Uh, so these fibers are super smooth. Uh, if you were to look under a microscope, uh, a traditional race fabric would be somewhat coarse and almost look hairy. Our fabric is smooth, super smooth. So it's, it has the lowest drag coefficient. Um, and we started with that. And then our athletes have talked about compression. Um, and we, we have zone panelings and, and uh, thicker tape than we've ever had before. Um, so the inside of the suit has what we call an endocompression cage um, that really causes a snapback feel. So mm-hmm. it really pushes pushes you back, um, which you know, our athletes talked about at length. And and then the outside of the suit has almost no seams on it, which goes back to being incredibly um, incredibly low, uh, or it has a very low drag coefficient in the water. So everything was about reducing drag and creating a compression and a snapback effect when you're swimming. Okay. When will we get to see this suit in the water? Uh, it's legal January uh, 1st, so okay. pretty soon, but it's uh, it'll be available to purchase um, in the next few weeks. So we might see some of these at the Pro Swim Series in January. Oh, we'll definitely see some at the Pro Swim Series in January. Yeah. On, on, yeah. Oh, excellent. All right. Um, our, our athletes the, at the launch, they talked about the, the tier family. What's, what's that environment like? Um, I mean, we call everybody that uh, is a stakeholder of, of tier, part of the tier family. And our athletes are definitely part of our family. You know, tier is a family business. It was started by my father. Um, and you know, we're a private company, so we, we do things a little differently here. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's important to us that, you know, everyone feels like they're a part of the company, um, and not that they're just representing, you know, or they're just a, they're just a sponsored athlete, but that their input and feedback, um, is wanted and needed. And that's how we go about making our, our product. And that's, that's how we've done it for a while. And we'll continue to do it, um, that the athletes are a part of, the design process and give their feedback and and that way when we come out product we know um it's of a certain caliber and of a certain level that uh you know is for the highest performing athlete so that type of relationship between an athlete and their sponsor i guess you could say like at, at, at the best that's common or that's the goal that's what the you know the company and the athletes want to achieve but it's unfortunately certainly not the norm uh, so how, how did you guys achieve that with your athletes? 
I mean, we just have a process that we bring our athletes in quite frequently to work okay. on product and test product, and we're sending them product. And they're just part of our design feedback loop. We don't, some companies make, um, you know, make a product and take it all the way through the design process till it's almost finalized and then involve the athlete. And at that point, you really can't change much about the product because you're going to be coming to market with it pretty soon thereafter. But we involve our athletes literally from the the thought generation part of, okay. of the process. So, hey, guys, we have an idea for this. Uh, how do you think that would work? Um, or, uh, hey, w- what are you guys doing in training? What are you, you know, a lot of the times they're, they're doing stuff in training and they're trying to uh, achieve their goals, but they make their own, their, their own crude products. So you see a coach with an idea and you say, hey, Hey coach, how can we refine that? What are you trying to achieve? What are your objectives? How can we help you with that? And that's how we kind of get the ball rolling. And from there, we'll um, prototype and refine and send out samples and get their feedback and have it all documented. And by the time the product is ready to come to market, the athletes are very well aware of of what the product is. It's not like, hey, we send them a box and it's like, hey guys, here's some new stuff. Hope you like it. It's Hey, here's what we're working on. These are the final, these are the final versions. What do you think? And by then, it's hopefully. I mean, we're we're all on the same page and really excited about it. This tier, you guys had a, a very big year for a non-Olympic year. Uh, the suit launch signed multiple Olympians. Um, you signed on as a title sponsor of the Pro Swim Series. Uh, did you leave anything lined up for 2019? Um, I, I, I think so. I think there'll be some performances in, in the technology, but um, yeah, I mean, we're always, we have some things that, we have some goals for, uh, for 2019. I mean, there's, the Pro Series has a whole uh, list of new locations. We're really excited about that. We're excited to get our athletes in the Benzo, maybe onboard some more athletes, um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on i mean we're just getting into uh the exciting part of the the quad towards um towards olympics yes. so there's definitely there's definitely more to come it was a it was a solid year though oh right. heck yeah is there anything maybe you want to tease for 2019 2020 mm, not yet still <laughs> okay. still still everything is on the end so we're, we're real excited about um getting that in the water and having some people able to try it and experience it because it's uh it's quite a what we feel is a remarkable piece of technology okay um one of the questions that i like to ask uh my guests whenever they come on is if we were able to be in the car with you or riding the subway or however you got to work what were three songs we would have heard this morning um, I was on my way to the gym this morning, so uh, and then I was lifting, so there definitely probably be some Metallica in there. Because um, I'm a big Metallica fan. Okay. Some Red Chili Peppers. Nice. Some Red Chili Peppers would be in there. Um, and the third one, um, maybe some Killers. That's probably oh, some lithium. Nice. Yeah, so so uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be the, the music I'd be listening to this morning. Uh, do you want to uh, list uh, any social media feeds or websites for the listeners to go to? Sure, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at 
Matt dot D Lorenzo. So M A T T period D I L O R E N Z O. And of course, follow Tier um, at Tier Sport. Okay. And if somebody wants to check out the suits on the website, Tier Sport? Tier.com. Um, okay. Google Venzo, V E N Z O, or Tier Venzo. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I'll look you up at the uh, first swim series, okay? Absolutely. Thank okay. you. Thanks for your time today, Matt. Thanks for listening to Kick Set with USA Swimming. Check out www.usaswimming.org slash kickset for more episodes and add Kick Set to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes.